you are listening to the empowering indian expats podcast if you are indian living abroad feeling stuck in an average 9 to 5 or a job or business that's not helping you reach your full potential this is the podcast to tune in where you will find your role models and learn from their dream struggle victory stories this is your host ehsan ali a long time it professional living in sydney australia who has made it his mission to find and unpack the stories, the strategies and life lessons of successful and inspiring Indian expats to help you and I reach our full potential. Today is the story of an ex-senior corporate executive who left his high-flying career to redesign his life where he could feel alive every day. After leaving his job, he has achieved more in 3 years than he did in his whole career. He lost 16 kg in 16 weeks, wrote an Amazon best-selling book, became a Forbes featured career transformation coach increased his income five times and he believes he's just starting out the story of kapil kulshreshtra is on the empowering indian expats podcast he shares his vulnerabilities and failures in his entrepreneurial journey he then talks about his roadmap to success as a coach he talks about finding and living in his zone of genius power of right surrounding breaking chains of limiting beliefs value of time versus money and more Welcome man welcome to the empowering indian expats podcast and uh, thanks for joining me today thank you i really appreciate it it's a pleasure being here thanks man last 3 years you have done a lot you left your high paying corporate career and within 3 years you have gone through a transformation seen your before and after photo where you managed to lose 16 kilos in 16 weeks then after you wrote a book and then you became a coach and not just a coach you took it to a level where you were invited by Forbes council uh, to be part of the Forbes coaches uh, council member so that's an incredible achievement now that you have come on a journey where you are always excited so tell me what's the most happening thing in your life and career today i think the most um, happening thing is really about the moment that i am on and i always am like that because my bigger and bigger effort is to be more present to whatever i do so i think the biggest thing is that i have learned to be more present in everything i do and yes it might sound like a like a very honky dory very absolute answer and a very conceptual answer but i have learned and trust me it's a big deal for me because i have never been like that i was always a destination person but i have learned to be in journey so the current moment i am enjoying most because i know that i am putting the foundations for a much much bigger business next year so this is very exciting it's going to be a big shift in the way i operated before as organic like organic marketer and now i'm starting to look at different models such as ads such as asset based uh, selling and such as building a list and those kind of things so this is very exciting because there's tons of learning again lo- lots of mistakes lots and lots of lots, lots of mistake so it's pretty exciting that's interesting so i'll take you a little bit back in your journey if you can briefly uh, share with us your corporate journey and why did you decide to leave and you were doing pretty well it's not like you were struggling so why would you do that i think struggling is a very subjective word in my mind i was struggling like anything because it was it was not a survival struggle it was not a money struggle it was not a designation struggle it was a struggle of being and fortunately or unfortunately once you get into the struggle of being then it's not a decision to quit it's not a difficult decision it's like do i belong here is this how i see my life turning out to be and 
as you rightly said it was not an overnight decision it actually took me 5 years which is really odd and wrong and stupid even that it took 5 years but it took me 5 years from losing out a coveted promotion back in 2012 to actually getting in touch with a coach and who actually helped me change my life in my style and everything to winning a 100 million dollar deal to actually getting bonus and stocks and everything and then realizing that there's no value to that asan the biggest thing is that the money i was making had stopped meaning anything so as it happens to most people in that case they start blaming money or the whole mechanism of making money and it is also wrong i fell out of love in love with money and that was one of the my undoing and that created huge crisis in my life and finally as i realized that i need to do something different i started with my physical transformation because that was something which i was most unhappy about i was 86 kg for all my life literally for about 20 years and i lost my 16 kg in 16 weeks and i'm not being humble about it or anything like that but honestly it was one of the easiest thing i did and when i did that it was like what more can i do i can pretend to be happy honky dory life is going good i'm healthy and all of that but was i no i was not so the only option for me was to quit my job and follow my heart which is what i started doing that's awesome man and did you have any planning or did you build your runway in those 5 years before you quit i did build a runway it wasn't the most efficient runway it was actually pretty patchy and i crashed landed many times but i fortunately crashed landed <laughs> so my runway was that i realized there are two things i love doing one is i'm a good handyman i i can do stuff there's a wall behind it this particular room we gave for airbnb when they're going got tough and there's a wall i built the wall i built my backyard so i thought this is one thing i could do this is one thing i must do so that was one so immediately enrolled myself into a tef course which is how i am i think of something and the moment the idea comes i take some action and that has always been the case and i guess that's the reason why at 41 i was a director in this large company because i think i i just take action so anyways putting that aside i had this as an option so i bought two pieces of land here in in new park in masdan park i bought two pieces of land i joined a friend to start the business do what with the land what did you want to do with the land build construct and sell and make money okay. that's the that yeah. was the idea and i thought and then i was looking for i was hunting for a old house to buy so that i can remodel it and sell it you know typically that's what people do and at the same time i thought i also love giving to people and you know with my coach we figured out that what i really love in life and i've had multiple stories where people grew beyond me in my teams and i loved it always so that this is what i should do with my life i should coach but the way you look at these things is that there are two problems one in my mind i'm still very hierarchical i guess so my coach is like a god for me and i can never be so i can never do what my coach does that was one blocker the second was that you know what i want to do this for a charity because remember i told you my relation with money went very very bad so i'll do it i'll make money here but i'll do this which is again very really stupid but that's how i was so the well, long story short fortunately i did not buy that house because that rundown house that we were about to buy and i was talking about how i'll put this gyp rock in this much time and i'll put the flooring <laughs> in this much time and my friend looks at me and say you don't have to do this you'll get it done and something hit me and i was like holy moly so i removed that enrollment from the tafe course i stopped it took i think i lost some 1000 dollars something removed that and i said i'm not going to do this and then that's how i started my journey of this is it one thing i'm going to do is with a coach and that was in early 2018 very early like i think it was january february so incidentally i had a runway which made me quit 
But immediately after I quit, within two months, I realized that the reason I quit for is a stupid reason. And you can't go back because you've already done it. So once you decided not to pursue in the handyman thing, which you realize it's not going to be handyman because I have to get it done by somebody. I have to focus more on business. And that didn't really connect very well with you. Which is the same thing, which is the same thing, which is like exactly the same thing of really not making a difference. And I, and I think today is very clear. You know, you can connect the dot backward. Today is extremely clear that the whole time it was all about standing out and making a difference. That was the thing. I don't want to, and, and you know, it might look like an ego trip and all of it, but I don't want to be one in a million. I want to be the one in a million who makes a difference, who's leaving the imprints, who's leaving a legacy. I want to be that person. And I don't want to leave this legacy for my kids. I want to leave this legacy for me. I want to make a difference, not because when I'm on my deathbed, a lot of people will come and visit me. That's not the reason. But what's the point of life? What's the point in, in anything if what you do is not really playing it full? Got it. So let's talk a little bit about that moment when you decided not to pursue in a handyman thing and then get into coaching. And now you had already been two, three months away from your job. So there must be having that pressure of, I got to make money. And uh, how do I get started in a coaching business? How do I quickly start to make money? How do I establish myself and so on and so forth? Yeah, absolutely. How it might be helpful for people is to not do what I did. So I knew that I was, I wanted to be a coach. I took some pro bono people and I was coaching them while this entire process was going on. Like everybody else, there is a standard way to do things. When you look at it from a typical background of education being the primary, you say, I need to gain skills and capability which is what I did. I enrolled myself by paying about $10,000 for a executive level coaching accreditation program, which I had hopes that they will basically either absorb me or get me clients or whatever. None of it happened. It was literally a waste of my $10,000. I got few clients in the time frame, and I had, because of the early success, my mind also was, oh, cool, that's pretty cool. I was chasing money again without, while I'm saying that I don't want money, I was still chasing executive coaches get paid high. So I'll follow that. I wasted all my time there. I learned tools, but they, the tools are useless because if you're not using them, what's the point? I remember my coaching session that I used to do, paid coaching session I used to do. I would spend two to two and a half, three hours with the person. And I would do four sessions a month. Imagine spending 10, 10 hours and getting paid $800 for it. That's like $80 an hour. That's cheap. I charge like $1,500 to $2,000 an hour. And if I, if I ever do hour, but thing is that's cheap. So I sold myself short. It was the hard yard continued. I got few clients, very low price or a high price, randomness in there. The company that I thought will basically give me coaching clients and all of it kept promising. But obviously nobody can get you coaching clients. Now I said, I defined my problem. I can't sell. I can deliver great value, but I can't sell, which is again, a lot of coaches make that mistake. I made the mistake of doing a website. I made the mistake of creating my cards, you know, the the card that you carry, I, I made a mistake of uh, going to networking events. All of that is waste, useless, shiny object. What I needed to do was totally different. But anyways, came August timeframe. I think by that time I had made $800 or $900, maybe or maybe less in the entire year of working on it full time, which is like pretty high smack on your ego. Yeah. I remember that I was sitting at my home. I think July, I was sitting at home and, and I had invited four or five families of friends and one of them was a person who had a business. And this person said, so what's the target that you have? And I said, oh, well, if I can make $3,300, I'll be pretty cool because Shilpa makes good money and all of it. And, and he looked at me and he said, I'm really ashamed of you. 
And here I am, he's sitting in my home, really insulting the heck out of me. And, and I was like, oops, what do you say to that? And that woke me up. I would forever be grateful for that person. He's a good friend of mine. And he did tell me that it was hard. He said, I got a scolding from my wife after that. They're in front of five families. You told this to a couple, but he really <laughs> woke me up. He really woke me up to think big, start to think big. And I, then I started my next roll call of doing programs. And as I said, I'm an action guy. That same day I invested about $3,000 on some things. And I kept on investing like hell. I started doing programs and doing those programs gave me confidence. My proximity changed. And I realized that I need to do more, but I still was quite stupid. I still was saving money. I still have bad money mindset. So still doing on my own, which is the mistake number two that people make. It was not needed. So that entire year, I ended with $17,600. And that too, about 7,000 came in the last month. Let me take a pause here, uh, Kapil. First mistake you said is you just went and doing things which was not necessary, you know, having a $10,000 course. Shiny shiny, shiny balls, shiny balls, 10,000 10, accreditation. I wish I had a $10,000 coach, but I had accreditation. That is a stupid waste of time. Website, visiting card, networking. That's the first mistake. And the second thing you said is you were trying to do on your own. If I think of starting my coaching business, how do I go about identifying the right coach? Because there are thousands of them. How did you go? Exactly. Find somebody who has been successful. Find somebody who has done it. And find somebody who's authentic, who's honest. If you find a person who's authentic, honest, and he has done it or she has done it, and get in a call, if you love them, sign up on the spot. There are people who do window shopping, they don't get anywhere. And I'm not saying it just because I'm a coach and I want to pass a message here. I'm saying it because I've known people, many of them, who said, I'm looking for this, let me talk to other people. And one and a half years later, they're still looking. There is a reason why in coaching industry, there is no competition. I don't compete with anybody and not because I'm this honky dory amazing guy. It's because it's a trust that somebody puts in you if they like your style. Like I have high energy. I don't have time and energy for people who are slow. I don't, and I don't deal with such people. And I've had some slow clients. So if these people are going to find me, they're going to get frustrated with my speed and I'm going to get frustrated and I'll get myself fired. <laughs> so as a coach, so find somebody who is authentic, Number one, who's honest, then get in a call with them. And if you like what they do and you believe that they have created results, sign up on the spot. That's the only way. That's how you find a person. So that's the second thing. So first one was not trying to do the shiny object thing. Second one, hire the right coach. In spite of doing all these things, you were, of course, investing money and the money was not coming in. So what was the mental and emotional state at that time? How did you really scale into really seeing, yep, it's the right path? Because early days, you don't know, you know, even if you hire a coach, you're like, I'm not sure this guy has succeeded, but will I succeed? Did you have those kind of fears and doubt? I did to some degree, but here's the thing. I was quite fortunate to have some clients, specifically one of them, Mehul, his name is Mehul, and he has put it publicly out there so I can take his name. Mehul was the guy who got amazing results. And Mehul became my client twice. First time he got some huge amount of money in a change of job. Second time he realized what his destiny is and he started following it. So because of him, because I could create those results, I knew that I'm on the right path. And this was somewhere in August, September timeframe, 2018, I knew I'm on the right path. So much so that, as I said, $7,000 of that $17,000 was made in November, December timeframe. November was, I think, 3, 4K. 
Shilpa got redundancy, my wife, she got redundancy somewhere in October end. And by November, we knew that she's not going to go back to job. And she had five months to find a job within Westpac. And she didn't look for anything. So January came January in 2019. She was without a job. We have $14,000 worth of expenses in this house, plus our investment property, plus our year 12 daughters. Plus we had friends saying, when would you go back to your job, man? You got to do this. Our girls saying, one of you should go back to job. You're making a mistake. Our family saying, like my wife's mom was saying that you guys are making a big mistake. Your daughter's entire year 12 will actually grab into a problem. You guys are not being responsible. Plus friends are looking down at us. And plus people are looking down at us. You know, no matter what you say, and it's not a reflection on my friends or anything like that. Success speaks. So my friends started treating me a little bit differently. I would even say that it was a combination of our confidence. It was also a combination of people looking down at us. So we started looking at that, those kind of you know, changes. Though there are few people who stuck around. There are few people who are backing us like hell. There are few people who knew this is it. That's what made it happen eventually. But there are specific steps that we followed to make it happen, which I'll talk about. She didn't leave in October. She was asked to find another job in the next five months. Correct. Yes. So 2019. February, January was last. Yeah, you decided, okay, she's also not going to go to work. No, we decided in we decided in November that she's not going to go back to work. But this was a hard time. November, December, she did not look for a job. And assume February onwards, March onwards, she started looking for a job. For about two months, she did look for a job. And fortunately, she didn't get any. But that's a different story. It's like a it's probably her story I should tell. But thing is, it's quite fortunate that she didn't get a job. It's quite fortunate that I didn't get a job. It's quite fortunate that significant part of my money, which is basically five-figure money, was wasted because my tenant in my investment property dumped asbestos, which I had to get cleaned up on my own dime. It's quite fortunate that I had $19,000 remaining in my bank account and I was making $5,000. And in two months' time, I saw that I would have $563 in my bank. $14,000 of monthly expenses. $14,000 because this house, my investment property, my year 12 daughter, her tuitions were $3,000 a month. All the pressure in terms of one of you should go back to the job. Even children saying you're doing, and we always listen to our children, you're doing wrong, friends treating you differently, family saying, oh no. And we had debt, some debt which had come because of that investment that we were looking at doing, the stupid investment that people in middle class do in terms of house and all of those things as if that will make me rich. So all of that pressure was coming together at, at the end of February, March, 2019. It was a huge problem for us. Huge. How come uh, Shilpa decided to become a coach? See, it's like this. When at home, the only thing you talk about is impact, making a difference and purpose. Then, then your, your partner cannot stay away. Your girls can't stay away. I mean, your, your kids can't stay away. This is the only thing we're talking about. That's it. There's nothing else. So... So this is it. When the time came and we were making money, we were, we started making like, I, I made $7,000 in December. So it was an easy call. What I didn't realize is that in January, I'll make five and then it will further go down. That I didn't realize. But the amazing thing is that at that time, signing up for a $15,000 program with a local coach in Australia and with authentic community, that was a game changer for us. Because the very next month we made 12K. And, and then we got stuck around 12, 15, 12, 15. It was like, it was a very cyclic thing for us. We kept getting stuck at that. Then we made a mistake of hiring an influencer guy, a coach from India who was influencer, who had 100,000 people following him. And we did not 
understand that he was not authentic. So we ended up wasting like seven, eight thousand dollars, but it didn't matter. We gained something from him, and then we ended up with a different coach, and everything shifted. So it was somewhere in August two thousand nineteen, and by that time we had published a book. That's when our game really shifted, and in twenty twenty, that that entire crossing that seven hundred k mark that was was a pretty pretty big deal because like we we completely transformed everything in our life at that time. So Shilpa coming in and she also becoming coach has definitely helped working. Definitely, the conversation that you have at home, the kind of the kind of passion that you are both able to push to each other. and you know and for those people who say oh you like for our mom in law say oh your daughter's studies will be affected very badly and all of those kind of things and all my daughter made 97.85 in her atr with us having that pressure at home there were times when kids actually could not spend 10 dollars in watching a movie with their friends they'll go with, with their friends they'll take a box they'll eat food from that their friends will go to a movie the kids will stay you know hang out outside they'll not go in because we couldn't afford a 10 dollar at that same time we spent 4000 dollars in a program in last 3 and a half years asan between shilpa and i including all our various coaches we have spent 350000 dollars on our growth gosh that's a lot i'll tell you what kept me going i knew i have a house and i will sell this damn thing if i have to it was all in it was there was no backup plan there was no going back and there is no going back if you know something goes wrong tomorrow and i lose everything you know what i will sell this damn thing i don't care because right now what life i have seen the time freedom the financial freedom forget financial freedom there's nothing called financial freedom the time freedom i have seen and the amount of impact i have been able to build and be making people's life and the calls i get where some people cry beautiful tears and you know and i cry there's no is no nothing that can match in the world that feeling i'm not a scientist i'm not a brainy guy i will never create something original which will change the world but this is my original capability that's all awesome. i'm doing on my own heart that's awesome and how was it working with the life partner brilliant look we have been friends for a for a very long time i have always held that she is the most important person in my life more than my kids and more than my parents she is the most important person in my life i've always held that i always believed it but this time around it was about understanding her capability and realizing that the way i judge her to be is not the way she is she's significantly more capable what happens when you working together partners working separately you tend to think yeah sure she is good no worries because she creates good results but when you work together and because i'm the world's best coach and i'm the world's best possible source of inspiration everything whatever everybody else do is not equal to mine you know obviously and i and i mean it with the double quotes you know you tend to judge it judge everything and and if you if your partner you tend to judge harshly i learned through the process of her own excellence of her own style and i saw the impact she was making and i started finding that i need to her to create her own bubble of universe and you know and it can't be mine and that learning has really brought us together as couple and as partners and really so much of a participation in each other's life and we are not each other's coaches because you can like one of the mistake i'll tell you partners who want to work together do not be each other's coaches it doesn't work it just leads to fights <laughs> well, i think if i have understood right of counting the points that you said the mistakes uh, that one should not do it so can you help me do this uh, couple if you could uh, draw a path if somebody wants to get into coaching as a business endeavor uh, what would be the first 
two, three, four steps. I'm sure you would also not recommend somebody just quitting a job and then... No. <laughs> the runway can be prepared while somebody is in job and it is definitely possible to start doing it part-time. Look, there are three high-level stages, okay? The very first stage is basically to understand who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Now, I know that it's like a very honky-dory, very, very high-level statement. You need to know exactly who you are. And yes, it is something which is highly well-known, but it's totally misunderstood. It's not about my likes, my dislikes, my emotions, moods, habit, accomplishment, and it's definitely not other people's perception. Or it's, it's not about this is the way I am. It's actually about who I am at my core. Because a lot of people talk about authenticity. You put your authentic self out there, put your best foot out there. I mean, these two things are confusing. If I don't know myself, if I do not know why I'm breathing, however stupid that purpose might be, right? Somebody else, I need to know who I am. You remember the chain, the elephant chain? How is it that such a powerful elephant doesn't just rush out? So if somebody who says, I want to start a business, boom, starts, they will fall. They will fall. It's like breaking those chains. You can't break those chains. So it needs two things really. You need to rediscover yourself. And then you need to rewire yourself. And rediscovery is, I actually have a 4C model. Rediscovery is about the first C, which is rebuilding confidence that there's nothing in my life which can help hold me back. And then rewiring is about certainty, about I have abundance, getting clarity about what I want to do and having the courage to take those actions. And in that process, if you discover, no, I don't want to be a coach because people suck big time. Because I cannot love people unconditionally. It might be like very cliche thing to say, but if you can't love people, if this is not your juice, don't get into it. Because you got to really, honestly, authentically love people. So if you get a clarity, what I am more about is this different thing where I want to create something. I want to innovate. Then don't be a coach. You can innovate inside the coaching business, but that's not what you're going to get. If you want to create a product, don't be a coach. Do not. So be very clear. You got to love people. You got to love people. That's like the core. So once you have these four C in the process of rediscovery and rewiring, the process of you know, the getting the first C of confidence, then certainty, then clarity and courage, then you know you're ready to be a coach. So invest your time, energy, and money to do your process. That's the number one step. That creates the foundation for coaching. And then the coaching business itself is about putting yourself as authentically out there. So there's actually steps which you can follow to get there. And I can talk about it if you want to. But first stage is that. Second is then to start building a coaching business, which is obviously about finding the person who has already done it before and modeling it. And don't go for free course. You know, YouTube videos are a $47 course. Don't think that you need to get credential and all of it because nobody ever asks you for your coaching certification. So find a coach who has done it, good coach, who has been successful, who has failed, and then follow the process. Build a name for yourself in the marketplace. And within the coaching cell, there are two, three various labels that you get to. And once you've done that, then you look at a huge, big goal of whatever you want to do. Unfortunately, most of the people start from the top and then try to come down. You got to build bottom up. Did you mean it when you said find a coach who has failed? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Find a coach. See, if, if somebody says he has been, he or she has been successful from the beginning, they're lying. It's not, it's not so much about that you ask, hey, where have you failed? It's like, if somebody's authentic, they would share that failure because there is a message in their story. 
only inauthentic people talk about success all the time. So I understood it in just basic two steps. One is the inner work where you build clarity by doing a number of things you talked about the four C's as, as well you talked about. And second thing is found the, find the right coach and model him or her the, as simple as yeah. that. How do you do the first part, Kapil? Is it again, you got to have a coach or there is any way or maybe the books that you have written? Yes, it'll take them 10 years. It's like, you know, if you believe that everybody needs to be a Buddha, that they need to go and sit in a Bodhi tree and spend all the time in misery and in pain and experience every single thing and thinking that they can do that and then they can they can get clarity. Sure, they, they can, they'll probably spend next 30, 40, 50, 80 years to do that and maybe fail because there was one Buddha, right? Instead of that, find a coach. Find somebody who does this. Find somebody who can actually help do that. And then, that's like a fast track. This is not, this is not a shortcut. It's a fast track because the thing is, why is it that I have a coach? I have a coach because I know that in a forest, the only thing I see are trees. Similarly, my, my coach sees his or her own forest. So, only person who can look at the look look from the top and say, hey, you know what? You move about five, five, 20 meters in the right side, there is a clearing which you can't see because it's thick foliage. So that's what coaches do. Coaches are able to give the direction. So find a coach, get the clarity. Otherwise, I can do a bit of a thing here and I can do a bit of a thing here. I'll respond to this market need, I respond to that market need. That's a slow process. It's a painful process. People don't realize how much money they leave on the table just by taking an approach that I want to do it myself as if there's some honor in that. I think that's stupid to actually try to do everything yourself. There are people who have done it. Follow them, model them, learn from them. And none of them are free, basically. You know, none of them are free. You can get motivated for next 15 to 20 minutes, but you can't actually have a path because path is very contextual to you. And a coach, that's why it's not a training. A coach helps you find your own path. No, I quite agree with that, Kapil. I have seen that in my own experience as well. So I think you have got it right in terms of the methodology and how do you go about it. But you still be getting some challenges, right? So you have scaled from nothing to a close to 750K of business in three years. What has been your biggest challenges? Here's one thing I want to tell you. Challenges will never last, but they will never stop as well. So a challenge wouldn't last means a challenge... You go with this, with enough strategy, enough approach, enough tactics and mindset, it will break, it will be over. But then just below that, there's another challenge. It's like uh, people who have coding background, you can have a severity one bug, but the moment you solve that severity one bug, there are other bugs lurk lurking out there. The number of challenges you have to face in life will never end. It's just that the quality of them will keep improving as you go along. This will always be hard. It will always, it will never be like, all I want to do is just spend quality time with my family. If that's all you do, you're going to get bored. Because if the only thing I want to do is spend quality time with my family and I do it 24-7, I'll be bored to death. And everybody else will be bored to death. But people put at it, it's the reality of the experiences that make life, life. It's if, if, if I love my daughter to be making a cake for me and she start doing it every day, I'm going to get bored of that. So it's like this, you know. So any challenge, uh, a couple that you can think of, which uh, when hit, you thought, I'm not sure I'm going to get over this. It might sound like this thing, but you know, I'm not, I'm not a humble guy. I don't BS as well. None ever. I would have sold this house. I would have. And is it because uh, you had a right partner and right coach where you say, yep, I have these challenges, but I have someone around me 
uh, who has gone through these kind of challenges and I can talk to them and come up with options and ideas and go through this. I, I think Hassan is more about who I am as a person. Right. Like if I look at my my five Gallup strength and I love Gallup, which I've helped a lot of corporate people in past about. So my number one is strategic. Strategic means in the Gallup context that this person always has options. So I'm not ever, ever, ever in a situation where I don't have options. Because of that thing, when I know that this is what I want, this is what I want out of my life. Otherwise, and I know the dark side. I know how to be depressing, how depressed I was. I've gone to a psychologist and in, in local in Sydney and I took medicines for about one and a half months before I threw, threw it away. And I know what a dark road looks like. And I know I will never go there and I don't want to be there. I've known all that nonsense of life, right? I was never suicidal, but I know that if I had continued on that path, I would have probably you know, done something stupid in my life. There's no, I will never face a brick wall in my life. So if I want to do this, there is a way somebody else has done it. There is a way that means, and I just need to be, you know, throwing different stuff at it. Something will stick. You got it. I mean, I'll, I wish I had more time with you today. I would have asked more questions on the darker side because that's where we have a lot of learning. Uh, but uh, today, in the next few minutes, we have uh, together a couple. What I would like to know is uh, when you are running a business, versus when when you were in job in job your calendar is kind of controlled by somebody else but in here you control your own calendar you got to have a, a system of living and certain tools and practices so if you can highlight a few things that would be great yeah look there are things which are and i'm not the best at it my wife is better than me at that in terms of having a better mindset and i'm learning and that's a part of my personal struggle but i've seen a pattern when i'm following a, a good routine I stay extremely, I would say, more energized and happier. But when I'm not, when I'm chasing a particular outcome, at that time, I'm in this go, go, go mode. And at that time, my happiness is not at the top. As you can see, intellectually, I'm aware of it. I've done it as well, but I'm not the best at it. So what I'm telling you is more from perspective of what my aspirations as a human being is. And yes, it just comes across as a weak. You're a, you're a coach. You should have a better handle at it. Yes, I know. I know, right? So that's a standard I'm failing at constantly. But I know that anytime, and this is probably, I would say, I'm about 70, 60, 70% like that. That when I follow a routine, like get in the morning, do my meditation, immediately start my routine in terms of learning and, and start my day like that. Awesome. I feel great. Everything is going good. But sometimes there is pressure. Sometimes there is a call. Sometimes there are things I have to do. And because I'm, a, I'm still a very much like a do, 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 do. And I get into the do mode. And in four or five days, I would get tired. But if I do it the other way, in four or five days, my energy level remains same. I don't get tired. So for anybody who wants to do something, follow a routine. Have your gratitude journal. And write it down in that. It would stay with you. And look, this is a preaching because I don't do 100%. You are on that path. So any tools that have really benefited you in being more productive or being more efficient? Uh, yeah, look, there are business tools which I use, which actually make life easy. And I'm using more and more of those because I definitely want to do less and less of the work myself. And, and I'm looking at more and more automation. I think personally, my best friend is my diary. Uh, you know, so I write it down in my diary. Plus, I'm a fan of more than, along with the diary, I'm a fan of white pages. So I write stuff on white pages and I keep throwing them around and, you know, and I keep moving them around and I really like it. I really, I really enjoy that. 
My iPhone notes is a great friend of mine. I make notes, a lot of notes on my iPhone. I get ideas. I either write it on diary or I'll make notes on that. So these are the tools which I've used and, and remaining, I think business tools are business tools and they, they're like, they're very contextual to the business. Yeah. I wanted to go there, but I realized it's, this was a conversation to more get an insight into what it takes to become a coach. And once we reach at a stage where we want to go into talking detail coaching, we'll go into those tools. Sure. So a few quick questions on influences and uh, things that you like. So is there any author or any book that has influenced that you would recommend? Yes, definitely. Many, many, but I would say, so another thing is uh, definitely read my book, Play It Full. Okay. It will make a difference. Okay. Play It Full. But other than that, there's Vishen Lakhani, The Code of Extraordinary Mind, which made a big difference to me. There's Grit from Angela Duckworth, which made a big difference to me. There's You Can't Hurt Me by the, the, the David Goggins, which is phenomenal. There's also The Magic of Thinking Big, which actually I ask all my clients to read. 350 plus counting and everybody, well, not everybody, but majority of them have read it. So it's like, a this is like, a these are some magical books, which, will, which are pretty good. I don't tell people to read Think and Grow Rich, Grow Rich in the beginning because it's a difficult book. And it's just, it's easy language, but it's a difficult book. It's very easy to get it wrong. So Think and Grow Rich, definitely, definitely once you've read a few books um, in, your, in your kitty. What else? Yeah, that's a lot of book. I was looking for only one, but you gave me a lot of good books and I have read most, not not most, all of this except the David Goggins. Uh, yeah, David Goggins is, is like phenomenal. Any, any habit that you think is really vital to succeed in, I mean, you have succeeded in corporate as well and now in business. Any habit that uh, one must focus on developing? Having a morning routine. Morning routine, okay. Is probably the most important thing. I think that's the most important thing. Okay, person who influenced you most so far in your life? Tony Robbins. Best investment so far? Investment into getting a coach for myself all the time. Got it. Fantastic couple. We have come to the end of it. As you know, this is a podcast I have built to inspire Indian living outside India. Most of us come abroad to build a great quality life, but I guess 95 or 99, I don't know what's the percentage, but most of us succumb to a regular nine to five routine. But there are a small number of people like you who have attempted to break out of it and you have made it. Any message to those people who are thinking if they could build a better life than just the monotonous way of living. Yeah, look, I think the one thing that I've seen across talking to maybe thousand odd people in last maybe 11, 12 months or more maybe is that recognize that you have chains around you and recognize that these are your chain. Everybody, no matter how successful you are, no matter how you see yourself as a failure or a super successful guy, there are chains which are around you at all the times. There are chains around me at all the times. And the only way to move forward in life is to find those chains and break them. Whatever is the definition of breaking. That's wonderful. If somebody has to connect to you, what's your uh, coordinates? Best thing would be to, to honestly connect me with on, with on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my platform, which I, which I put everything on. Even, even when there is Forbes and there's an article uh, coming out on Forbes very soon, which will help people crush procrastination in about 40 minutes. So that'll also something which I'll put on, put on LinkedIn. For those people who are not on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn. 
you're a professional, get on LinkedIn, please. LinkedIn is not a tool which you use when you want to find a job. LinkedIn is a tool to connect with people and putting yourself out there. The world is changing very fast. There are mega trends which are happening today in the way the jobs are, the way the growth is. It's no longer about skills and capabilities. Everybody has them. It's about influence and confidence. Money is not about salary. It's about bonuses and stock and being in a place where you're given that. And job search is not about a CV and connections. Job search is about being somebody where the job walks to you. And I've seen people getting like anywhere from 50 to 100% more salary what they're getting during COVID time. So I can tell you that these three mega trends are just disrupting everything. So everybody in the job has to be concerned about creating their own economy. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Kapil. And thank you for sharing your message. What I really enjoyed in this conversation is you were very authentic and you were willing to be vulnerable, not really hiding that I'm also a normal being, you know, in spite of whatever I try, not everything happens and I'm in the making. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Hassan. Really appreciate it. And all the very best to the specific people in your audience who actually realize that they they got to do something different, redefine success, redefine themselves. So all the very best to them. And for others, get on the bandwagon where you can be thinking like that. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Indian Experts podcast with your host, Asan Ali. Hope you found some inspiration and specific strategies that you can start implementing straight away. For me, I learned that time is more precious than money. Rather than trying to figure out everything on my own, I would rather hire a professional. I also decided to optimize my morning routine by adding meditation and gratitude journal. Most importantly, Kapil talked about using LinkedIn as a live resume. That's a complete mind shift for most of us. So if you need help with LinkedIn, let me know and I'll connect you with a trusted expert. That's all for now. And uh, next week, I'm going to be unpacking the story of an inspiring Indian lady who moved to Sydney as a teenager. And today she's a well-established entrepreneur. She's going to share her specific knowledge on what it takes to build a career or business in Australia New Zealand market.